This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Silicolin. Silicolin is the number one doctor-recommended stool coagulant. Polymers invented by the world-renowned Dr. Koshi Kolanabi bind the matter in your large intestine so that your movements require virtually no cleanup. Originally developed to treat anal seepage, silicolin is for anyone who desires spotless underwear and a streak-free toilet bowl. Side effects may include acute anal seepage, upset stomach, bunions, spina bifida, night terrors, night sweats, terror sweats, and a loss of sexual identity. If you are experiencing more than five seizures a day, stop use immediately. Leave toilet paper behind and ask your doctor if silicolin is right for you. Hello and thank you for cracking another road soda. 100 times you've done this. Well, I don't know if you out there have done this, but it's 100 times I've done this. Are you getting tired of it? No, don't answer. Because <laughs> we are not, right, huh? No. On this episode, we go into wine country, and when the AI army comes over the hills, what are you going to do? I'm Isaiah Cooper, and this is episode 100 of Road Soda. Thank you for joining us, and also we have two, two. That's right, two special guests. Unfortunately, Greg was not able to join us again today. We have Justin Mitchell. That's me. And Pat Kinley. McKin what is Mc it? No, Kinley. Kinley. Yeah. Pat Kinley. I didn't. I can't believe I've met Pat one time. He's a a, a friend of Justin's. He's a really awesome dude. Thank you for. Uh, that's correct. Sure. He's not on. <laughs> that is correct. I am off. Pat isn't on the entire episode of the podcast, but he jumps in on a couple different segments. And thank you, man. Uh, real quick, what do you what what do you do right now? Just so people have an idea of the man behind the mic. Right now, I am a basically a secondary caregiver to two autistic nephews. <laughs> okay. I'm, and I'm a screenwriter. That's screenwriter. Where I, that's where I get my money. He gets his money from screen. Check that out, guys. Do you want to talk about any of the projects that you've worked on that you've written for? Because some uh, of them are pretty cool. Everything that you hate on the internet, I probably put a Dabbled joke in there mm -hmm. back and forth. Anything on Netflix that really? you, is trying to be funny. Are you, you, like you can really tell there's effort behind that humor, which is always great. <laughs> that's, that's, me. Yeah. that's That's yeah. my signature. That's my mark. Uh, are, so wait, are you like a punch-up writer? Or is like somebody yeah. would write a script and be like, can you punch this and, up? And some script doctor. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, so basically there'll be just, it's every script will come in a little too long, a little too you know short, and uh, a room will be so exhausted that they send it out to uh, this, yeah. this team. And yeah, I put in jokes and I... What's your favorite one? Just give, just so people Bo can Jack go, Horseman, holy for sure. Bojack Horseman, you heard that? We have a punch-up writer for Bojack Horseman on episode 100. Thank you. And also, end of episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I was Go gonna ahead. say. Also, I remember you're uh, you were a fan of Psych. Psych, yeah, dude. And I watched. Uh, the Pat, first, yeah. Psych became this weird friend to me in a time where I was I, I was in living in New York City, and uh, oftentimes people living in New York City feel more alone around in the biggest city in the fucking world. But I just I I watched I watched every episode of Psych, and it was just. 
that Psych 100 that I took, uh, that I'm referencing anachronistically right now, that'll come for, really uh, served me in Psych. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Psych 100. The class Psych 100. Oh, yeah. He was a writer on that. This will make sense, maybe. In a bit. What? If I... Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I think it will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think... I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, guys, if you ever want to write into the show, people write into the show uh, occasionally. Uh, we have someone wrote into the show on last episode, and it was actually aimed at Greg. So Greg will absolutely be aware of this, but if, uh, again, he is not on this episode. He'll be back. He's going to come back. Mm -hmm. And let's see. It was our, our listener, Grant. He wrote in on Toto again. Or not again. He wrote in on Toto. You know the band? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I feel that until Africa started popping up in memes and vines, the most played Toto song would have been Hold the Line, which you would never recognize by the title. Am I right, Greg? Because Greg is a, a... That's kind of like our shtick in a way, is that Greg is of a, a different generation than I am, so we kind of meet in the middle on a lot of things. Gotcha. So he would be aware of what was popular with Toto. All right. Have you are you familiar with the with the song? Oh man, I can't. I was just scanning it, and all I could think of is the the rains in Africa. But that's not Toto. rains in Africa. Is bless, it, bless that's, the rains down in Africa? That's, that's not, not. That's, that's, that's not, not Toto. Toto. That's I brought it up just deliberately to say it's not Toto. <laughs> so no, the, this hold the line by Toto. You have heard the song, and uh, I had to do this. I played it for. I played it earlier, but you'll know it. Sound familiar? It's sounding familiar. Yeah. You know this. I love how he's yeah, this is watching a little video here. The suspenders are familiar oh, too. You know course. this song. Of course. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a lyric yet. Love isn't always on time. Not always on time. How could it be? I don't know, man. It's Toto for you. Words from the soul. I did not know that not was Toto. Uh, I, yeah, well, there you go, man. So... Thank you for uh, tossing that one out. Thank you very much, Grant. Anybody ever wants to write into the show, uh, we send out postcards to everybody who writes in. I still don't have one. <laughs> I think actually, I already mentioned that. But um, yeah, guys, we will send them out to you. And you, so send your mailing address and uh, whatever you want to write to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And we read it right here in the air and we, uh, you know. Send Let a postcard. Know. It's a really Let's neat kind of, yeah, it's a cool kind of postcard. Greg's uh, brother made the postcard. He designed the whole thing, so it's a unique little thing. It's it's cool. Cool. And we, we made it out of a really thick composite. Like, it's almost plasticky. Mm -hmm. Because when you give that to somebody, they're less apt to just toss it. Because it feels like there's, you're like, this mm -hmm. seems like, this has value. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right. That's like fridge flare, right? Fridge flare? Yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we called it in when in the marketing meeting. But, yeah, uh, but we didn't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was a little shop talk for everybody. But uh, yeah, it's a great postcard, guys. You should check that shit out. And uh, this was we we got a fun episode lined up. Thank you everybody for joining us on the one hundredth episode. And it ain't stopping here, folks. So uh, we hope everyone decides to stick around. <laughs> This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Incestry.com. Incestry.com. We look at your genealogy and put together a family tree that you can fuck. Developed in Kentucky to mitigate the negative outcomes of inbreeding, 
Incestry.com is now helping people globally keep it in the family. Our team of Appalachian scientists know just which branch you can swing to without spoiling the fruit. I always have papers for my cousin Shirley. I was worried about what they say about your kids coming out dumb, but Ancestry.com built my family tree and showed me that Shirley is sterile. Woohoo! Thanks, Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Incest done right. Here's the news. It never fails. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to... Philip Pales. Philip Pales with tears. Yep. Because the right. news is never good. It's a bummer, usually. It's always a yep. bummer. Yep. In fact, from the reason I do the news segment the way I do the news segment is because uh, if, if you know me in my everyday life, I'm, for the most part, militantly anti-news anti because it is just nothing but fear-mongering. And it's, it's showing you all the worst parts of the world, whereas in your own personal reality, you will n almost never experience those things unless you happen to be in like one of those awful situations. Uh, but it just shows people that the world is worse than it really is, and it gets you believing the world is worse. But if you just look in your everyday life, like you get up and you go to work and you have your friends and all it's not fucking bad. Right, it's, not, it's really it's, not. It's really not bad. Yeah. Uh, it's really awesome. And uh, I think, uh, so So that's why I do the news the way I do it, is because I just want get, to get some stuff out there that's, that's more interesting, more interest pieces than they are uh, than they are, you know, newsy news. Yeah, but just newsy news. This one, it is. Now, that being said, this one is kind of a little uh, pulls you down there a little bit. But just keeping mm -hmm. with the one hundred, uh, because this is episode one hundred. So Which, I wanted to put by the way, man, hundred hundred episodes. episodes. Check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to just have something that had to do with uh, one hundred. This is the one hundred year anniversary of. Uh, of, of Red Summer in Chicago. Are you familiar with Red Summer? No. Well, I, I can't think... I believe I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm not, and I don't think a lot of people are reading this. Uh, this article comes to us from NPR, and this... the uh, Oh, Code Switch. What a great... That's a good podcast. Yeah, so check out Code Switch. I'm sure they... Uh, it's Race and Identity Remixed. So mm -hmm. I believe they... I'm sure they talked about this ad nauseum mm -hmm. on their whatever... Uh, on their episode. This came out July 27th, and... So today is the 100th anniversary of uh, race riots, uh, one of the largest and bloodiest in history. But because it happened so long ago at this time when like mm -hmm. race, a race riot didn't mean anything back then because no. there wasn't equality. Right. At that time, and, and I know this sounds terrible, but at that time it was like, oh, well, they're just misbehaving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was no... We're putting them in their place. Yeah. I'm assuming that at that point, the race riots po possibly like, I wonder if there were any like white... Um, not apologists, but like sympathizers who were like, you know, I, there had to have been, right? Yeah, yeah. there had to have been. There, yeah. there was. I think all throughout history, especially like the, always, the Quakers, yeah. were always people that were like, really, yeah, yeah. I and mean, there were always uh, um, suffragists uh, uh, with the Quakers, right. and they were anti. Yeah, the, but this particular thing it happened at a time like if there's a race right now, it's because there's supposed to be equality, and everybody understands there's supposed to be equality. So when there's a riot, it's like it's it's such a huge thing. But back then, it was yeah, like you said, there you know they didn't uh, feel that there was any kind of equality. So it was right. just like some, you know, yeah, they're acting out. But uh, early, sorry, exactly 100 years ago today, Chicago was in the throes of a brutal heat wave, 
which is funny because right now certain parts of the world are going also going through uh, record-breaking heat wave. Mm-hmm. Record-breaking. Uh, thousands flocked to the beaches lining Lake Michigan for some relief. Among them, a group of black boys that included 17-year-old Eugene Williams. Eugene was on a raft and inadvertently drifted over the invisible line that separated the black and white sections. Isn't that funny? They don't want them... There's a black and white section. It's, it's separated by an invisible line. Right. But it's like, dude, the P still drifts. What about the? What about that? Well, once it leaves the body, it's Oh, then it's fine, because you can't tell black pee from white pee. No, you can't. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, (laughs) and uh, let's see. He drifted over the line that separated the black and the white slimming section on the 29th Street Beach, and one white beachgoer, insulted, oh, I can't believe he would do such a thing, began... crazy. I know. Began throwing rocks at the black kids. Eugene Williams slipped off his raft and drowned. And so that... uh, This incident ignited a rice riot that would go down in history as one of the country's bloodiest and least known to date. Can I just just want to make a couple clarifications real quickly. So, they were in a public pool? Uh, No, it's Lake Michigan. Oh, Lake Michigan. It's in in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. That's... I I, I must have, like zone for a moment that's yeah so, so they're in a lake and there was an invisible line saying white people can swim here and right. black people like you know can swim can swim over here yeah so this is really fascinating to me because it reminds me of people um who who don't understand how like vapor works right and so what i want to explain or piss or piss for that matter <laughs> yeah but it just reminds me of like uh the company i work for a lot of the offices are turning into like open floor like very modern like googly kind of mm-hmm. like you can ride on the wall you know and like these big open spots the first thing my friend Joel and I said was um, one sneeze, and mm-hmm. everybody's just, that's gross. It's everywhere. One sneeze. Yeah, and and uh, uh, we were just talking about how it's gross. I'm not saying I would not be there, but I was like, that is just objectively gross because, like, it it's going to expand to the spot. So, like, it doesn't matter if you cover your hand. or That's not how it works. You can cover mm-hmm. your mouth. That's great. Don't sneeze directly on me, but it's, thank all, you. it's everywhere, right? But seriously, no, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was just thinking about they're literally in water together, mm-hmm. and it's yes. like, thank God there's the line. That line. They're not that over here. That force field. Jesus, because... Could you imagine if we caught? Oh, wait, wait, they're coming over here. Yeah. Don't rocks. Oh, yeah. And then it Terrible. was all over. Uh, and so the the boy died. He fell off his raft and he drowned. Yeah, and uh, which is really unfortunate. I mean, if there was that many people there that day and nobody was able to save him, it's really unfortunate. Uh, and and Chicago wasn't the only place this happened. What would come to be referred to as the country's Red Summer was a series of race riots that occurred for several months in different places around the country. In Chicago, Eugene Williams' death was what sparked the city's riots, but kindling for the fire that had been building for at least a few years. You know what's so fascinating about this story to me is that you could replace a few things and it's so modern mm-hmm. right like the death of uh you, know, okay. you don't like to get on political and stuff but like so the death of an unarmed uh, uh black teenager right sparks riots and and it yes. sparks a lot of emotions on both sides right people want to you know jump to defense of a police officer no you don't know what it's like he's doing his job and people want to jump to defense of the kid and like so still today a hundred years later it's all it takes is the death of one one black teenager yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna start a riot yeah Holy shit. That's crazy. Well, check that out, guys. Let's let's hope... Um, well, at least we've come 100 years. That's right. You know? Mm-hmm. 
And at least <laughs> at least things have changed. And at least there's no invisible force field that keeps black people and white people separated right. when they're in water. Jesus Christ. That technology is lost. Moving on to stolen vacuums. Man on scavenger hunt accused in bizarre burglary at Deer Valley Airport. Okay, look. First of all, the mugshot looks like Liam Neeson if he went through an emo phase in high school. Yeah, he's, it's like if if it's like almost like Johnny Depp and Liam Neeson's face mashed up. And yeah, he looks really sad. And then somebody kind of melted a little, yeah. melted a little bit. Yeah, he's a little upset. I think he's not gonna f get to the end of that scavenger hunt. And I think that's <laughs> really what's upsetting about uh, upsetting him. <laughs> a Phoenix man who said he was on a scavenger hunt has been accused of a bizarre burglary at a Deer Valley Airport. I think that's a great excuse anytime you get caught stealing something. It's a scavenger hunt. I, I was on a scavenger yeah. hunt. Oh, sorry. Wait, but then here's the hard part. you got to carry a list. Every scavenger has a If you're going to steal something, yeah. make sure you have a list. Yep, and that's on the list. And it cannot be the next item. I can't stress this enough. You've gotten the first three. You skipped two. You got one. You skipped two. This one is the next one. Like right. You're struggling, mm -hmm. right? Because if it was like, oh, you got three and it was the fourth one. So do you think one. you should carry some of the other items you've already got? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not that I wanted to turn. So this if you're gonna, strategy, if you know. you're, if you're gonna rob something, make yes. sure you're carrying like a penny whistle. Yep. Uh, a whoopee cushion. Yep. And uh, uh, maybe a tire iron. Dude, these are all really great scavenger hunt items. <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> well, yeah, of right. course. And then, and then, and then you have all that stuff with you, and then you go right. steal. And again, the list has to be. Uh, you know, I'm gonna use haphazard for lack of a better word. It has to be like, oh, I got this one. No idea what this one means, you right. know. And they have to be good riddles too. Some of them, some of them, you can't just say the item, right? A lot of you know, if you, you if you want to steal something, right? Yeah. We can help you out. So this guy, this guy had no list. Uh, maybe he. Well, let's see. Police say on July twenty second, Timothy Scott Grocer stole a janitor style, uh, janitor backpack style vacuum from a supply closet at the airport restaurant. Then hopped over a fence and ran into a secure tarmac area. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> grocer, 42. What kind of 42-year-old man's doing scavenger hunts? Is geocaching a scavenger hunt? Because there's think, a lot of them. <laughs> I, well, is it, is it go collect the... the no, you're right. Go collect the Ghostbusters vacuum cleaner? No, it's not. From it's the not, airport? Right. Admitted he went to the airport with the intent of stealing a janitorial vacuum for an online scavenger hunt, according to... Uh, to a police report, witnesses saw him leaving the restaurant, then jumping over a fence and entering a secured area of the tarmac. They already said that. Uh, was there, was I always think like when they start repeating themselves, like they had to hit a, a word limit. Yep. Police say Grocer told them he um, attempt. Uh, he jumped. Sorry, he jumped over the airport and different get out. He just wanted to get out in a different way. Grocer mm -hmm. also said he brought along a small black bag to try to camouflage the vacuum, so people would think it was just a regular backpack. Oh, I get it. So he would slip over. Yeah, That's, that makes sense. Not bad. So he, he thought that much out. Uh, later, Grocer's car keys were discovered in the tank of a toilet at the airport restaurant. According to the police report, Grocer said he had put them there because he thought he was able to get out of the airport. He could come back later, get his vehicle. Um, I have oh, more man. questions than answers. Yeah. The, the, this, the, what's the, what's the word? My friend that I work with, Joel, is, is it chutzpah? The, chutzpah. like the goal, yeah. Yeah. Uh. That this guy has to have to, to do that at an airport. I'd be so afraid I was going to get shot if I did anything at an airport that I was maybe I'm not so supposed curious. to do, you know? Like yeah. jumping into a, a secured tarmac, like, you know, like what with a backpack and you're like, you know. With a ho yeah, yeah, with like a, a, a projectile yeah. like thing coming out. So what is the, 
it makes you think whatever the scavenger hunt is, the reward must be immense. To me, this reeks of like schizophrenia, like just yeah. schizophrenic activities. Um, I don't know, man. Here's here's the phone call that I hear. Just okay. this is the phone call. So I who's hear. who's on what end? So <clears throat> the end is this guy calling from jail, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm going to play on this other end. Uh, uh, I'm going to play the reaction of the friend who set up the scavenger hunt, mm-hmm. and and he's going to be explained. No, no, it was the Ghostbusters three DVD. I don't know why you thought you had to get the vacuum. I didn't ask for you to get the. It was the riddle was about, and you didn't have to steal one. Like, are you? Why are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> so why'd you have to steal a vacuum? The riddle was so that you could. You just had to take the, a picture with yeah, it. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, the scavenger hunt was to find a Ghostbusters three DVD. Any bargain bin, a dollar. You don't have to steal. You know. Instead, wow. he tried to steal a, a backpack vacuum from the airport, and he threw his car keys in the toilet because yeah. he thought he could come back later and get. Why did he didn't just bring them with it? With he could have just brought his car keys with him. He could have, and then come back. But why, why didn't he just airport? leave? Yeah, like there's got. You could have gone to a uh, like a school. School. He could have gone to a school. Um, and now, actually, after I said why an airport, I'm struggling to find another place where I think like, any oh, yeah, they any have large a facility right, right. that has a janitor. Mm-hmm. Is probably going to have one of those backpack vacuums. Yeah. Or why didn't you just put an ad on Craigslist and be like, I'm looking for someone who's a master of the custodian? You just arts, don't understand you know? the scavenger. The, no, you I don't. don't get yeah, there's a the problem the, in the bylaws. And the yeah, this guy is a hardcore scavenger hunter, and and, and we're never going to find out apparently. Uh, no children, no Disney. That's where we're moving on to now. Sorry, childless millennials, going to Disney World is weird. This comes from the New York Post, and uh, it was a very angry tweet, I guess, rampage from a lady who was just upset that there were childless millennials hanging around at Disney World. Mm -hmm. When you wish upon a star, a crazed mom will say how things are. The internet was set afire this week when an old Facebook post resurfaced on Twitter showing a mother's expletive-laced rant declaring that millennials without kids should be banned from Disney World. It pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without a, a, uh, without at Disney World. Hmm. I don't that she her I I guess the hundred and forty characters thing maybe yeah maybe she's cutting things out uh, so far I don't see any expletives uh, she wrote as if a drunk contestant on The Bachelor huh people without children need to be banned those are all her capitalized I love the caps word. and the eight exclamation points mm-hmm. like one just does it you don't need more than one she, you know you got to really <laughs> punch them out mothers with children should be allowed to skip all the line. Yeah, one line. That's, that's all you get. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So this is what happened. This C-T. What do you think that stands for? This C-T in some oh. very slutty shorts. What do you... Oh, C, probably the... Cat? Are you being facetious right this now? This cat I think there are some... two letters. Oh, you think there's two? This... Yeah. Cart. Yep, you nailed it. All right, this cart in some very slutty shorts was buying a Mickey pretzel and... Aiden wanted one, but the line was very long, so I said, later. And it broke his poor little heart, and he cried. The woman added, I wanted to take... The woman added, I wanted to take that F-G pretzel. What do you think that? That frogging? Yeah. Frogging pretzel from that tramp, like, thanks, B-H. 
this like, one. Like, thanks. I don't, I don't know. What? Hmm. I don't know. You made my son cry. Dude, this is just... Like, wait on the line. It's, you, not, it's not, not someone else's fault. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But here's the other thing is um, the fact that her child cannot experience disappointment or cry. Yeah. Like that that automatically and that is a big if, red and, flag to me. And that if the kid does, it's not her fault. Well, not as in, yeah, it's not her fault. And it's also, not my fault. Yeah. But it was because yeah. you could have waited on the line. You but you, on, it was yeah. too long for you. That's right. It wasn't too long for that kid. He would have waited an hour he for that give a shit. He would, yeah. yeah, you know? So, yeah. It was too long for you and you took it out on someone else. Right. Uh huh. Interesting stuff. I think it should only be millennials without children. I think they should take all the children out of Disney World. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. For real. <laughs> maybe they should. Maybe, you know what they need to have is that, you know, they have gay, like gay pride day. They need to have like millennial day. No kids allowed. Mm-hmm. And then you can have like a no millennial day or like. No yeah. Then it's only kids day. Only kids. That's fine. But your parents have to wait in the car. That's right. It's kids only day. Just literally. The purge has nothing on kids <laughs> only day at the Magic Kingdom. It's like. It gets dicey. The hunkering down. Yeah. The, the chains they got to put on yeah. things. The. Uh, the prep that basically the whole year the whole fiscal year resolves around that single day yeah 14% of the mascots quit and 7% of them die on children and their their insurance policies skyrocket yeah that's right now here we are Uh, I want to skip that one let's see the bus claims another what is that what is the bus claims another and also let's check to see how we are doing on uh a woman died after trying to reach the famous Into the Wild bus. Are you familiar? Uh, I am sort of familiar. So you, uh, you're familiar with the movie Into the Wild? Yes, I am familiar yeah. with the movie, yeah. And so you know it's... based on a true story. Yeah. See, I did not... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's based on a true story. So the, the whole thing is, is uh, you know, it was actually, yeah, based on a true story, but a guy who, uh, I guess, I don't know if he graduated from college or quit college. And then he just kind of hoofed it across America and just uh, tramped it, I guess they, you could say. And then ended up out in Alaska. He wanted to get it to Alaska. And then mm-hmm. he made it to Alaska, made it to this bus, and then died in this bus. And uh, they made a movie about it uh, with, I think it was in, let's see, Into the Wild tells a story of Chris McCandless. Candles. McCandles. Mm. McCandles. Hmm. Who lived out of this bus for several months before he died in August 1992. And I think the movie was made by, oh man, what was his name? It was, it's in this article, I believe. It was the guy, oh shit. It was uh, directed by Sean Penn. The movie was directed by the, I think the actor, he's been in a couple different things. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember his name for Is the it, life of me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, so this, so the, she was 24. And uh, it was a newlywed couple, and they were on their way to this bus, and she got swept away in an icy river that they were trying to uh, ford. They were trying to ford the river. And clearly she did not play enough Oregon Trail mm-hmm. to know that if you ford the river, you always lose at least one. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, her, her, this is no laughing matter, Justin, and her, her husband had to go down the river, and he found her, pulled her out, but she was already, she'd already passed. I'm glad you thought her death was so funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am too. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's kind of, is it irony or coincidence? Because the reason the guy ended up dying was because when he tried to, he, he, he I guess he spent some time there and uh, he went to go leave, but the river that he crossed to get there had swelled, so he couldn't, he right. couldn't. And then he ended up, 
ingesting plants that killed him. And what's funny is I've heard a lot of people, if you look up like online about people who uh, know the tr- know the real know like the ins and outs of the real story and stuff. Apparently, uh, they they all say this guy was just really dim-witted and sort of. I don't want to say immature, but just not short-sighted, just kind of stupid in a way, Mm -hmm. because he there was a a lot of way. I guess if he would have walked like two miles uh, up river, there was a place where he could have easily crossed. So he Mm -hmm. didn't really try to like go up and down. But then again, we don't know how sick he really was. Uh, Apparently, he did have like literature with him and stuff that told him what to not to eat and what to eat and stuff and. Just really kind of silly mistake. It might have been suicide. Uh, could have been, but uh, either way, I guess it was his his time. Now this is something fun to do at the towards the end. Mm-hmm. We have a couple more left on here. Oh man! And you get to choose which one. Now you have icy hot or pestilence. Mm-hmm. Now I think I know which one you're going to choose. Okay. Are you choose pestilence? Oh, do you mean between those two yes. or between the three news stories? No, those are, oh, those are just... Oh, all day, I see, So, yeah, the, those, mm-hmm. are the, those are the topics mm-hmm. for the two news stories. Mm-hmm. Now, I did kind of push that because I was hoping we'd talk about uh, Pestilence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icy Hot is just... I was just going to talk about... I thought the Icy Hot was going to be really good to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we're running a little tight on this segment because of all the fires that are happening above the Arctic Circle this year. And because you're an environmental scientist. Oh, Yeah. I thought we could, I should have just jumped right to that one right at the beginning uh, so we could have talked about that. Damn. Because you would have had a great insight. That would have been fun to talk about, actually. It would have been. Uh, now I feel bad. But the pestilence thing. See, in my reality, Icy Hot or Pestilence was one news story. I was like, that is a dramatic choice. Mm. Mm. That is. That is. What do, you t- what do you check? Now, here's something that's really funny is that the link for Pestilence and the link for Icy Hot is the same link. Uh, that is because I must have copied and pasted it. So uh, we're doing icy hot. We're doing icy hot. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you there have been a, a number of wildfires now. Uh, just real quick, the pestilence thing is right now there is a swarm of locusts in Las Vegas, and uh, oh. there's images of the swarm of locusts above the Luxor, which is a casino sh- mm-hmm. shaped like a pyramid, and named after a town in Egypt. Uh, so yeah, you know, isn't it isn't it true that those those particular locusts they they similar to cicadas they only hatch on, like every so many years. Yeah, they're on a I, I believe yes, like I believe locusts are yeah something, something like a yeah. seven year cycle. Mm-hmm. So every every seven years you get these swarms, and there's been swarms all over the country apparently, um, and then of course we have the raising of the earth mm-hmm. <laughs> up in the Arctic Circle. So why don't we talk about that? Wildfires have broken out across the Arctic Circle. The inferno is currently raging throughout parts of Alaska, Greenland, and mm-hmm. bits of the nor- of northern Siberia and Scandinavia. Are believed to have been the result lightning the re- uh, result of lightning strikes, and made worse by an unusual hot summer caused by climate change. Interesting. It is interesting. Now on the other side of that, I mean climate change, right? Because very recently, I think it was like what this week, they had to cancel the last leg of the Tour de France because of an insane snowstorm that closed down the back half of like some kind of French Alps. That's wild. Meanwhile, just above the Arctic Circle, they're having insane fires. Right. And isn't the UK uh, the one of the countries that's having terrible heat waves? Yeah, just Europe in general, I believe, yeah. is, is experiencing he- uh, mm-hmm. terrible heat waves. Yeah. And record-breaking heat waves. Yeah. So... What are your thoughts on these from, from a 
Man, so I, I don't I never like to speak out of turn and I don't know enough about the Arctic or these types of forests as ecosystems to really discuss, you know, like one of the things that I would like to look into would be and this is just kind of like because I don't know about these things, I would wanna know what types of trees are there? Um, what types of understory are there? Um, has there been any kind of prescribed burn or or best management practices? Right, like so. Do they? Is it is it a con- conservation area where it's being managed by people, which sometimes is better, honestly? Um, uh, or is this just like straight up the wilderness? Like, yeah, you know? I, I mean, going off of where they're saying, uh, northern Siberia. Alaska mm-hmm. and Greenland, all arguably the most uninhabited places. Sure. Uh, and so I would I would assume that they're they're not really this is just nature doing nature stuff okay. in these areas. So another fun thing to think about would be what um, what species of trees are there, right? Yeah, Again, yeah. and so let's think about what invasives might be there. So maybe there are trees and again i can't stress enough that this is all just fun thought experiment fun thought experiment but it still comes from a more educated place sure so what if there were trees that normally couldn't grow there but now because it's a little warmer and a little drier they can grow there and what if these particular trees had um you know maybe like and a eucalyptus tree would not grow there but as an example a eucalyptus tree has um a lot of like these oils it's very combustible Right. right Pine is mm-hmm. particularly combustible. So, what if there was like a or like birch birch trees? Right. So, yeah, sure. So, what if uh, a particular nuisance species that hadn't been there before? Normally, lightning hits this tree, nothing happens, right? It burns down. But maybe now there are these trees, uh, or maybe a really un- overgrown understory mm-hmm. that's not letting like proper detritus is like a fancy word for dead stuff, limbs and right. and leaves. Okay. So, like maybe it's like maybe the detritus is accumulating in a way where it's not biodegrading so it's just creating this this like and it's dry it's not matted and and becoming muck right like this isn't a a wetland like so maybe all this detritus is building up and maybe there's like an invasive tree hits by lightning now we have like these crazy fires right so um which could i mean uh they are in uninhabited places mm mm-hmm uh obviously with due to climate change i mean you could easily say that that is uh a result of you know our effect on the climate mm-hmm. it is uh because these areas yeah you think they're up in the arctic but these are arguably very arid environments they're yeah they're not deserts. necessarily yeah yeah they are deserts uh and, te- yes yes yeah. and you know what else i just want to point out is uh that if you if you ever get a chance um to look at satellite imagery and i'm not going to tell you which satellite imagery to use because i don't you know if you're like oh well that particular company is a shill for so and so right whatever the case might be if you just want to look at just the past four years, mm-hmm. if you really want to be shocked, look at the past 20, but the past four years of, of and you can't, you have to make sure that you look at month for month. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people do comparisons of like June of 2014 and then look at what it was November of 20, 2009. It's like, well, yeah. It was You're cherry picking data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so really look at like one month from every season and compare it over four years of, of how much we've lost. And I don't, I don't want to speak out of, out of turn here, but I, I want to say we've lost something like 40% of, of the ice up there and it doesn't grow back. So every winter it extends to here, mm-hmm. summer it recedes a little bit, and then when the winter comes again, it never reaches where it was. It's like two steps forward, three yeah. steps back. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I think that if this is one of the areas affected by that, there's, there's no doubt that 
um, that that would that would cause you know a, an environment that might be more prone to uh, fire. Lastly, the last thing that I would really want to know would be um, how often have there been wildfires there before? Mm-hmm. And I would like to know historically, like there's this thing you can do called a wets analysis through the NRCS, the Natural Resource Conservation Service, I think. Mm-hmm. And so you could do a wets analysis. And part of the wets analysis is looking at how much precipitation there was basically through the last hundred years. You know, right, they, they've right. really been collecting data on all these stations all over and it's free to access. So I would want to know what type of precipitation and what type of temperatures Mm -hmm. I would look at historic temperatures so now we're getting a good idea of the climate right and and we're getting a good idea of the history and then I would look at uh, wildfires so say ah so there was an event during wildfires where they had abnormal you know uh high temperatures and fewer rainfall back in 1964 and these conditions really mimic these okay it's not an anomaly and and, and i'm not that wouldn't necessarily discredit it from being climate change related but then at least i could say all right it's not 100 percent a brand new thing and Mm -hmm. i think that's really important i consider myself an environmentalist and i consider myself a conservationist but i I like to look at all that stuff first yeah that's a very uh intelligent way to look at it is to get all the data in front of you and let the data tell you the story don't Mm -hmm. try to don't don't make a story and then find data to to kind of uh, sure. Beef up your story. Absolutely. Just look at the data, see what's there, and then go back and uh, and then and ha- have it expressed to you what's going on. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, if for us right now, they're telling us that like the Arctic is on fire. Right. And that's, and that's great for clickbait news. It is because the Ar- I thought the Arctic was glaciers. It's all glaciers, know? man. Yeah, it can't people, burn. Right. Right. I haven't seen. I think temperate is the right word. These these, these temperate climates. I yeah. think I want to say. And like, I hope someone doesn't write in. Finally, the guy from New Zealand finally writes in. He's like, Justin's wrong. It's the tundra. Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure these are like temperate deciduous forests because they're like that's the type of tree. If my if my there, uh, so. middle school uh, or arid arid, it would be like an arid deciduous forest or something. I'm not super. Hey man, these climate zones. If it's not the wetlands, yeah. I, I, I we're that's not right. we're not doing a yeah. pop quiz on the wetlands. I but you still come from a place of more educated. Uh, just look at this. I mean, it's. I, I thought it would be fun to ask you. So, that's the news, man. That's the news. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Exotic Apron. My name is Derek Yancey. My father worked for a sultan who refused to eat any meat that wasn't endangered. He said it gave him better boners. Today, we allow you to continue his legacy at your dinner table. We bought an aircraft carrier so we could create a farm in international waters where anything goes. Right now, our home chefs are cooking General Zhao's Panda, Snow Leopard Sausage with Yak Cheese and Smoky Roasted Carrots, Whooping Crane Eggs Benedict, Kids love our Arctic Fox Nuggets or the Dolphin Salad Sandwich and try our Bald Eagle Jerky. Free range on our five acre ocean farm. We don't pull these animals from their natural habitat, we farm them ourselves. Now you can enjoy all the exotic pleasures of panda and polar bear without the guilt. Shipped right to your door. Exotic Apron, pushing mealtime boredom to extinction. Justin, special guest Pat. Hello. Let's do the 100 thing. You know the 100 thing that we always do? That's yeah. right. Hey, that's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> let's get Because I know for a fact it's the first time Pat's doing it. Uh, so, let's see. As far as the 100s, what did you have, Justin? Um, man, so the only thing that I have this week since I was, I was extra busy was 
Uh, there's a Misfits album that I really like, and it's called Famous Monsters. But for some reason, I constantly think it's called 100 Famous Monsters, mm-hmm. and that's what I always remember it as. Do you have a reason why you thought it was that? I have no idea. It's literally just have always pictured. Maybe it should have been called that. Well, maybe it was. Maybe is, th- there's, is, is there like, it's House of a Thousand Corpses. So there's no way I could have gotten that Was confused. it played in that movie? No, but that's a thousand. That's not even a hundred. Right. It's not even a hundred. Yeah, so I was that. Is that? Uh, do you think a lot of people have that same? Dude, I hope so. Please write in. That's what they call <laughs> the Mandela effect. Mandela yeah, effect. Mandela because of yeah. Nelson Mandela. Really? Mandela. I know that guy. Yeah, because a lot of people thought he died in prison. Oh right, right, right. But then he actually got out, and so that's uh, there's a bunch of different things. Like I think the other poster child for the Mandela. Man- Mandela effect. Mandela <laughs> it's the effect. Ber- Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. Yes, Bernstein yes, yes, yes. Which, yeah, which I fell for. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remembered it with an I, I believe. It's, yeah. a, it's another example of how the whole universe is wrong, but we're not. Right. <laughs> Our memory is perfect. That memory right. is perfect. I remember Shazam. Yeah, I saw yeah. it front and back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my 100 was uh, a little, if you, I, that, yeah, my 100 was, uh, or something, it was 100 phases of the moon. Is ever, are you either of you familiar with no. that? No, I don't think no. there's a hundred. Yeah, I know. How many? You're gonna have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to improvise about ninety-six. These are like waxing, waning. Yeah. Uh, so Udagawa Yoshitoshi was. Uh, <gasps> These are the woodblock people. The woodblock, yeah, yeah the woodblock artist. Yeah. Which is funny. I just remembered. Patman here is has a some Japanese in him, right? Hi. Uh, I'm sorry? Hi. Uh, hello to you. I asked you a question about... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I guess... Have you heard of Yoshitoshi? I have not. No? No. Do you... Um, Shame. Oh, that's why you. Yeah, I wouldn't Absolutely. expect... Um, what about... You know the wave? That, that wave woodblock painting? Absolutely. It's like ubiquitous everywhere. Right, yeah. 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 I think that was... Udagawa... What was his name? It was like... Uh, oh, man... Oh, fuck. (laughs) A lot of uh, constant. You're right. It is. uh, Because we totally just stopped so I can look it up. It was... uh, Oh, now... And uh, and then I forget even again. It's... uh, Woo! Katsushika. Right? Perfect. Yep. Hakusai. Even more better. People are like, wow, are you totally Japanese right now? (laughs) Um, But yeah, he did the wave. And then uh, I think I just found a book one day at the bookstore and was flipping through. and And then I started Googling... Just what kind of image, and I and the paintings that I, I co- consistently was drawn to and liked were by an uh, artist named Yoshito- Yoshitoshi, mm-hmm. and he did this series called 100 Phases of the Moon, and they're uh, some of my favorites. Like pretty much all of them are, are my favorites. You can see some of them here, like that. See, it's like a monkey and a rabbit. It's awesome. Over oh, the moon. Oh man, that is awesome, isn't it? They're really cool, man. But um. What were you saying about Vincent Van uh, Off yeah. air, just as soon as we stopped, he started saying something about Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh, not Japanese. Um, they okay. started doing x-rays of a lot of his paintings, and they realized that he was painting over Japanese paintings that he got at the in uh, Japan, and it kind of influenced the whole Impressionist movement. Wow. It was going, yeah. So it was it like, uh, where did you, where'd you hear that? So it was a New Yorker. So yeah. I was like, "That's absolutely true." As soon it's, as yeah. I went, went, there's not a chance. And then, uh, the, then it, I, I followed the references and yeah, yeah. it's been researched. He also bought tons of uh, of paintings and uh, from Japan, and he was using he was selling them, of course, yeah, to, to get it. And I, Dude, I don't know if he was knocking it off of himself. That is, uh, I don't know if you watch anime at all. 
but there's an episode of Samurai Champloo mm-hmm. that where they that's like the whole episode is about that. Gotcha. Very interesting. Van Gogh ripping off people. Uh, well, it, it, at the end, it all ties together. It's like there's like this weird slave trade where this painter is uh, like connected to the slave trade. Like he gets these models, but and he he, he just wants to be a painter. Mm-hmm. But then those paintings are being um, used to like sell slaves, gotcha. like as like a catalog. And then somehow it, at the end, it tie, it all ties into like. Uh, I don't remember how they tied it in. And what, what, what era is this supposed to be in? Because that's a very Edo. huge investment. Because then once you sell the slate, you can't use that. Right. <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. it, is it a package deal? I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you get the painting, too. Right. The, uh, <laughs> I guess that was a, the, the show takes place, I guess, at, towards the end of the Edo period, which gotcha. I don't know gotcha. when that exactly is. What about uh, any other 100 things? Um, no, none that I can think of. Hmm. I have, a, I have a lot of 200 memories. I can tell you uh, half of it. Half of it. <laughs> Please, man. We'll just we'll t- tell us half now and then the back half and then on the next after it. another 100. Yeah. Uh, I just Googled a couple things just to kind of see what... I just Googled 100, mm-hmm. see what came up. Probably the, some of the top Google searches are 100 Thieves. Are you familiar with the 100 Thieves? Nope. Mm. It's like a huge team uh, of like video game team. They play... League of Legends, and they play uh, Overwatch. Oh, so they're doing like some high high esports game. Yeah, e- yeah it's an esports yeah. gaming team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like some of the top trend. If you just type in the, the number one hundred, like on Twitter and stuff, there's some like the top trending for one hundred. Man, that's wild. <laughs> that's, great, man. that's wild. <laughs> the most popular one hundred thing there is. Uh, yeah. And then that was uh, more or less it. So we up until this point. For the, all throughout the 90s, we were actually started in the 80s. We were really harping on the decades, mm-hmm. right? So uh, up in, but now it's the year 2000. This is episode 100. It doesn't necessarily completely tie in, but mm-hmm. I think 2000 was a big year and 100 is a large episode as well. Where were you in the year 2000? What were you doing, Pat? What was I doing? Man, so I was in Duke University. Actually, that ties into 100. I was taking probably Psych 100 yeah. at that time. Complete Psych 100? Time. Yeah. And uh, were you an O-lineman? You're playing football for Duke? Yeah. and they always uh, recruit <laughs> Japanese uh, 13-year-olds. For yeah. Their line. <laughs> so wait, you were going to Duke and you were 13 years old? I was 13 years old, years old. yeah. All right, like, no, no more questions. Yeah. I don't have any more questions about that. <laughs> Moving on to Justin. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you were like... Uh, a psychology prodigy, apparently? No, it was physics. Yeah. <laughs> physics? Yeah, and they made you take... They take they, uh, their whole thing was like we were gonna have well-rounded you know individuals, but I was thirteen. I didn't even begin to. They just went in all directions. They took well-rounded like too yeah. far. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, they'll be thirteen. They'll be ten feet tall. They'll be two feet tall. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, and they put us in there, and uh, it was pass fail, so no one showed up, and uh, I think I passed. You passed simply should, because it was pass fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Mr. Jesus. Okay. All right, Mr. Justin. That's mm-hmm. like a whole thing. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, where were you in 2000, man? Uh, so 2000, I would have been 11 years old. I was living on a ranch called Longino Ranch. It was a cattle ranch in Orange Grove, and that's what I kind of ranching yeah. prodigy or something. Yeah, What's exactly. With these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had a garden and that kind of thing. Typical kind of. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. It. So I was going to save you from the Y2K. Yep. You got to have your own food. Yeah, we had our own food. What were you doing to save yourself from Y2K? Learning (laughs) physics? I wanted to make sure that psychology stayed alive. (laughs) (laughs) I was packing in everything I could. I was, uh, that was the year I moved here. 
That was the year I was a little bit younger than both of you. I keep hitting the table. Where did you move from? New Mexico. So I was Welcome nine. Welcome to the country. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times people say that in earnest. Not like that. They don't say, Welcome to the country. But they go, You speak Spanish? I'm like, I know they speak a lot of Spanish there, but it is America, buddy. Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, What? Oh, yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico. It's, it's, it's in... in N E A U with an umlaut, Mexico, yeah. right? New Nuevo, yeah, Mexico. Yeah. All right, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, which, uh, there was actually a news story I did a while back mm-hmm. because there was somebody filing for like a passport and they had a, uh, a, a New Mexico driver's license. And the clerk was like, and I guess they were in another state. And what's mm-hmm. funny is they were even like a politician in New Mexico. And they were like, you need an American driver's license no for a passport. So the same thing to that New York motherfucker. Okay, yeah. that's, that's right. Oh, that's man, great. isn't that fucking nuts? Oh, I'm sorry. Some people, man. Uh, yeah, 2000 was, you even mentioned Godzilla on the last episode. Oh, yeah, there was a good, that was actually a good they movie. They played that as the ball dropped. They played the Jeff Goldblum yeah. one on uh, yeah. TV, and, and that's why I was up watching when the ball dropped. That was the first time I ever watched the ball drop, too. Yeah. So it was I, only nine. Did you think everything was going to end as soon as that dropped? You were gonna, everything honest, was going to be a blackout? And I, I was probably just, I knew that there was, everyone was talking about it. You didn't have a Y2K anymore? I think I was too stupid to... I'm, I'm sure everyone was on top. But I think I was just too dumb to understand the actual implications. I'm like, can I still go outside? Is there still going to be playing outside? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, but that's all it's going to be. And the game gets real serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, then. Let's do it. So, but... Um, yeah, man, this is a big... Have you ever done 100 of something? A hundred of something. Um, yeah, I've done a hundred crunches over the period of a few months. Yeah. yeah. One step at a time, man. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't think I've ever done a hundred of anything. I mean, you could think of something. Sure. Uh, let's see. I've probably <laughs> washed one hundred plates in watch my one. life. You probably watched yeah. more. Than oh, one I'll tell you yeah. what I've done. Yeah. I've definitely listened, or I've definitely watched like hundreds of episodes of, of television. Right. Yeah. Like one of the things I forgot to we were talking about uh, Dragon Ball Z, the hundredth episode of the original saga, which you know they cut it up. This is the one where there's like four hundred and thirty-five episodes. Wait, yeah, I don't think you 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 said that when we were actually recording. Oh, no, yeah, I forgot. You forgot to say oh, yeah, the 100 yeah. first, so that is yeah. your 100. So I did that just for fun. I looked it up, and I wasn't going to mention it if it wasn't cool, but it happens like, if cool. it was a filler. It happens <laughs> to be the episode where Frieza uh, flies into Goku's Kamehameha and everything. Like At this point, DD is... is Dinde? Dinde, yeah. Dinde has been resurrected and like Gohan is like, so everybody who was died are alive and the planet is like crumbling and then Goku throws his Kamehameha and you're like, oh, it's over, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way like the the Kami, you know, know, like Kami taught him this and it was this really cool moment and then like, uh, uh, or not Kami, uh, um, Roshi. Roshi. Yeah, Roshi. Just, just for those of yeah. us who don't know what Kamehameha is. Sure. What? So here's the deal. you got to squat real low. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got to say these words, these these, these these syllables, right? Ka. Ka. And you say me. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're, yeah. you're in there. You're, you're not feeling it. 
And then, right, but I can't tell you the rest because I don't want you to destroy my home. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So it's, 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 it's an energy it's, weapon. It's basically, right, right, right. You're, yeah. you, you're charging this ball of energy in between your hands, and then you're just shooting it out almost like a, a Hadouken, if you're familiar with Street Fighter. That's, just a big, a big <laughs> beam of just energy. Just like a Hadouken. So the, the <laughs> point is, right, right, right. So, so I forget I forget that we're, we're, we're so recording. I don't know why so you the, just don't say Hadouken. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the point is, it's this giant energy beam. And as, a, as a kid, guy. when you're seeing it, you're like, Man, uh, there's no way that people have not survived this previously. This mm-hmm. has been like a game ender, and Frieza flies through it, and you're like, oh man, he survives, right? Mm-hmm. And then he even becomes gotcha. more powerful, which is funny because in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, as an adult, I rewatched Dragon Ball Z, and I used to never understand. I was like, why didn't Frieza just final form immediately shred everybody? Mm-hmm. But I get it now because now that I'm getting better at Jiu Jitsu, I like to, like as a cat, I like to play with my food, just see oh, what I can get away with. Yeah, yeah. And so what will happen is like you'll have a new belt, like someone who's lower than you, and maybe you're visiting another school, and you kind of go easy, and then they tap you, or they get real close, and then you're like, oh, now I have to go to level two. Right. And like, so I understand Frieza, and it's an ego thing for me. I'm like, oh, I don't need to use my full form. And then they tap me out, I'm like, oh man, seeing how far now I need to, yeah. how much energy do I have to use? So anyways, that was cool. And then it also reminds me of my one of my favorite little four-panel comics. Mm-hmm. It's these two boxers in the first thing, and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And then in the second frame, the guy goes, Kame. And then the next frame is the boxer going, I quit. Yeah. And the fourth frame is him being interviewed. He's like, I'm pretty sure he couldn't do it, but I didn't want to stick around to find out. <laughs> I love that what you were saying. You were, uh, now that I've done B- uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I watched it again. I thought you were going to pause it and be like, they're not teaching me everything. <laughs> <laughs> like you I am missing something yeah. serious. I like my energy. No, but I, I understand. I guess what I'm saying is my own ego. I, I unfortunately saw myself in mm-hmm. Frieza of like, thinking I am better than I am. I don't need to use my full power. And right. it's like, man, that's kind of arrogant a little yeah. bit, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, Frieza, help me reflect. I guess that bit. shows a real depth of character there in Dragon Ball Z. It's Go, go, Frieza. Really, go, mm-hmm. go, Frieza. There. Now, was he going 100%? On the uh, on that, or can oh, you can you hold oh, back on your? Oh, I think Goku did go one hundred percent. I think still yeah. couldn't, it couldn't yeah. it couldn't get through. Yeah. Frieza still yeah. could withstand. I think it. that's a one hundred as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the sly wink that Pat tossed at me <laughs> when he said the one hundred percent winking on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the other thing. Can I just point out that Patrick is sitting to Isaiah's left, but looked at Isaiah and winked with his left eye, so like to almost, almost hide it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like a double slide. Let's see if he catches this. Yeah. This is 100%. Yeah. Most of uh, my stuff are sight gags. Yeah. And I thought that I could bring that to the show. He was <laughs> sight gags. He's really he's the funniest eye comic in Canada. Folks. Yeah, Pat was extremely right. disappointed whenever he he uh, was not allowed to bring his box of props into the podcast exactly. studio. <laughs> what do you mean you can't use I props can, on a podcast? I can get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Please, can I? <laughs> the first one that yeah. is uh so thank you guys both for joining us and let's uh it's really kind of sucks that you know greg isn't here for the 100th one it is a bummer that, Bre- that greg can't break off the hundo because he is uh he's funny guy he's the man. man yeah he's the man that got us here uh he's been sitting across from me for consistently since episode i keep forgetting he's got this number on tap i have it it's somewhere in the 40s where we started doing it every week but up for the th- it was like consistent on and off mm-hmm. to the 40s, and we both just were like, let's just do this every every week, man. Let's every Monday, let's make the commitment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, but he shall be back soon, regardless. And we will we'll we'll talk about it. We'll have a good good uh, powwow about the ep 100. But for now, this is this is uh, 100 or something, and 
That's it, man. Congratulations, Isaiah. <laughs> Lizard Lift is the Uber of lot lizards. Easily find and match with truck stop ladies in your immediate area. Lizard Lift takes the guesswork out of the hunt. Stop accidentally soliciting Blimpy's employees on their smoke break. I've been a truck driver 27 years, and I still can't always tell an Arby's waitress from a truck stop whore. When I roll into an Oklahoma City pilot station, three in the morning, last thing I want is a large Mountain Dew thrown at me. And now you can test your skills with the new in-app game. Lizard Wizard. Lizards are always slithering and on the move. Catch them all to collect points and rewards. And you'll feel safe knowing all you'll catch is a good time. All lot lizards are rated and inspected with fixed fares and complete coverage from Pimp Insurance. Everyone wins with Lizard Lift. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Macrame Botanical Crackers. That's the best one yet. Is it? Yeah. You don't gotta lie to me, Justin. No, it was good. That caught me off guard. What would it mean? What does macrame mean? Uh, here's the deal. I, I don't know if it's true, mm -hmm. but I think when I think macrame, I think of like quilting. Yeah. Crocheting. It does sound art and crafts. Because actually, I think someone. I remember an insult from a movie where they said something about macrameing a sweater. Yeah. So okay. That's my association. I think that that's great context yeah. clue as to yeah. what it is. So you'd macrame right. a sweater. So if you think of some kind of like artistically right. organic cooking. Or what if macrame meant to like to form with beef, like ground beef? So you yeah. macrameed someone a ground beef sweater? sweater? So it Could. doesn't have to be great. No, it know? doesn't. And that would be, and then a macrame botanical cookie would just be like a. Some kind of, <laughs> Beef cracker. A ground beef cracker. Oh my god. It's not so bad. Beef crackers. What if you were a Popco it? brand? If you had a yeah, if you had beef cracker, like beef mm -hmm. and then uh like a reverse cracker, almost like the double down, you know, remember that one? No, what's the KFC the, double? the KFC oh, double yes, down. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Reverse sandwich. Yeah. Uh anyway, this is the Millennial Book Club segment. Yeah. And this is the segment where we it's just like a book club. Only it's with just with Netflix originals. We choose a Netflix original. You watch it throughout the week, and then uh, you come back, and we, we talk about it, like a book club. Only no, we're not reading anything, because it's, uh, it's why it's the Millennial Book Club. Reading is for people who can't play football. That's there what you I go. say. Is that, yeah. and you, but you don't play football. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do either. Uh, so this week, we chose Wine Country. Mm -hmm. And Wine Country is a comedy movie, and it was... Oh, wait, before we go into any more, like, uh, yeah, guys, write, you can always write into us. Uh, and so even if it's about an older Millennial Book Club segment, you can uh, send your comments and reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk about it right on the air. We'll read your review on the air. And then we'll send you a special Millennial Book Club postcard. Shit! I forgot... Justin's postcards once again. <laughs> <It's>, I'm, <laughs> I'm over here in, a, in some kind of hurry all the time. He's going to get his... Uh, I Okay. Um, but yeah, you guys will get your postcards for sure. And... <laughs> and then... Um, but yeah, this week was... It was Wine Country. Mm -hmm. And Wine Country is... Uh, 
It's the hangovers, bad backs, and tarot card reading from hell. Can their friendship survive this cluster of girls of a girl's trip? It's basically just about a group of friends, and they all go out on... One of them ha is having a birthday, and so they all decide to go... They're all, uh, would you say, middle-aged? Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what middle age is, but they're, they're between the ages of 46 and 54. And what's strange is know? I think we're having trouble saying middle age because they're ladies and it almost feels offensive. But if this was a group of guys, we'd say, yeah, they're middle age yeah, guys. Yeah, they're middle age dudes. But yeah. we're not. We're, I might even go so far as to say older dudes. Well, I don't. Like, and when I saw Wild Hogs, yeah, which is the male those equivalent, those are older dudes. Those are older yeah, dudes. Yeah, it's a group definitely. of older dudes. Because those, those are supposed to be guys having a. Um, Having a uh, like a midlife crisis kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not sure if ladies have a mid midlife crisis, but yeah, these are these are uh, older. Not, they're not older, but they're they're a bunch of ladies, and they're, it's one of their one of them is it's their fiftieth birthday party, and they all go mm -hmm. to to Napa Valley, and I love how you know they're all friends, and then in the very beginning when they get to the house, uh, Tina Fey is like the owner of the house. Dude. And she comes in and she's like, uh, so what is this, uh, tennis club, yes. high school friends, y'all yeah. magically fit into one pair of pants yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. to set up how, and then their answer I thought was a joke. I did too. Until they continue yeah. to say, yeah. no, we all used to work at a pizza shop together. Yeah, so that was weird um, because uh, I've worked in restaurants and and no group of eight women who work at a restaurant get along super well. That doesn't ha doesn't exist. You it know? doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, or men for that matter. You yeah, know? where like, are your yeah, restaurant yeah, friends? Yeah. Uh, none. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to any of them. Any. Yeah. So. But I will say that, like, right off the top, Tina's face, th this movie was worth watching because of Tina Fey's character. She was so good. At one point when she walks away and she says, I'm going to I'm gonna butcher this, but it was like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. You guys probably have a bunch of, like, toxic gargling to do. Like, talking it about was, the way they yeah, talk. Yeah, she's like, you guys probably have, uh, it was something about walking through a, a lot of wandering through a dark forest of, of of toxic gossip. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys, like you guys that, had a yeah. lot of wandering through a dark forest yeah. of toxic gossip. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like her character, and I like that. Uh, I mean, I mean, Tina Fey is a great writer, and, and I liked her in uh, uh, in Thirty Rock, um, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, she really sold the show in that first she, scene. The, honestly, yeah, I yeah. thought it was really good. So the whole the whole movie is just an all star cast of obviously all the friends from. Mm -hmm. It's like. Uh, it's it's like grown ups, but the ladies version in a way, because it's just all the lady the ladies right. from SNL. And mm -hmm. what I like is that there's never been that the ladies group from SNL. Sure, like you've had uh, uh, back in the day with with uh, Adam Sandler and uh, like oh, wow Adam Sandler and and David Spade and Chris oh, Farley yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all those that group of guys yeah. they went and even Will Ferrell I think was around at that point he was still I think he was SNL? just a little after or a little after yeah maybe but still yeah. it's just like that group that SNL group that stayed together and they made movies and all that kind of stuff it's but uh, we never got the ladies side of that mm -hmm. and this was this was I mean they've done a couple movies like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey did a couple things together but this is just like all of them together you have Amy Poehler mm -hmm. Rachel Dratch who is the one that is uh, it's her birthday right Anna Gaster mm -hmm. Maya Rudolph which I, I really like her she's as an great actress. she's so good yeah she's isn't did, isn't she the one uh, she did that skit on SNL where they were in a movie theater I don't know 
Oh, wait. Now all of a sudden... Uh, you're she, yeah, she's about, dressed yeah. up like a guy in a yeah. movie theater. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I sh- I, yeah. There's some famous quote, and I, yeah. I can't remember what it is, but someone is screaming it right, right now. Right, right. Yep. So uh, we, we just stopped for a quick minute to try mm-hmm. to look it up, just so we didn't have that lingering there. And... Uh, and I like how the way you put it. In the nature of transparency. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't SNL. It was Mad TV. And it was not Maya Rudolph. It wasn't Maya Rudolph. No. Uh, but it was, uh, the sketch was, yo, can I have your number? Right, right, yep, yep. Yeah. My name very... is Darrell. It's spelled like Daryl, but it's pronounced Darrell or something yes. like that. I don't know why yeah. I thought that was Maya Rudolph. Anyway. Well, that's okay. She has a bunch of wonderful characters uh, regardless of that faux pas right right um but yeah let's see there was paula uh paula pell mm-hmm. emily spivy and then um of course uh jason schwartzman mm-hmm. uh, he's a big character in the in the movie and um jay larson it's a character that plays Brian, who they keep bringing up Brian, which is That's the, right. Uh, I love whenever they say something about, you know, he's not, Brian's not going to do anything for her birthday. He'll probably take her, if anything, he'll take her to the Olive Garden and then get too drunk to drive home. And then they're all like, fuck Brian. You know? it, it, right from the yeah. beginning, it was, yeah. and you know that they chose the name Brian, like whoever the writers were, it was like, it's got to be a Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. Thank you for this beer. It's very good, man. Yeah. So, I... I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I didn't watch the entire thing. It wasn't because I didn't want to. I would have easily sat through this entire thing and, yeah. and enjoyed it immensely. It was very fun and witty. It's so good to see a, a, um, a comedy like that for... It's not just for women, though, of course, it's women are going to find it the most funny. Probably. Yeah, and probably the most relatable. Of course, because you know? sure. it is. Yeah, yeah. there's... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, this woman is turning 50, and she, mm-hmm. you know, and their their friends that they've had for a long time have all changed, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, right away, you have the strife with the girl who's trying to work constantly. Yeah. And like, you know, everybody has their archetype. You have the overbearing planner, and, like, you know, she's going to get stressed out because no one's listening, and the, you always do this, you know? The so. fun-loving, free spirit. Right, of course. Which is... Uh, yeah, so I guess, like, the one that hands out all the, the dildos. <laughs> and I thought that was, I thought it was uh, very, there, th- it was that scene where I started thinking, I was like, I wonder how much they may have stopped and just been like, okay, now just kind of do some improv thing. Just do, like, we have the script, let's read the script. Sure. And now let's double back and play with it and mm-hmm. see what we can get, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some very real reactions you're seeing from. Obviously, they could have recorded those real reactions at any point. Just got them to laugh and then edit it. Yeah, then edit, mm-hmm. edit the the magic of movies. Yeah, but it really does feel. I don't know. I think when when you get such an organic like lines coming out, it just kind of like I don't know. It seems like maybe they're. Uh, I guess that's what you want to do when you're an actor. Just make it seem real. But yeah, it was. Uh, How'd you feel? What did you... Yeah, so I personally stopped um, maybe a half hour in because I was like, I, I want to watch this with my wife, you know? Yeah. Like, what a great thing to share, you know? Um, luckily, we, we in general have pretty similar taste in, in what we what we like to consume media-wise, whether it be music or books or movies or whatever. But, um, you know, this is something that's more leaning towards her 
And I think it's something that's like kind of a gesture of like, hey, I found this movie and I thought you might like it and let's watch it together. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, you should bill it as your favorite movie. I I should. Yeah, <laughs> this is my you gotta favorite. Say, I I've seen this movie in and out, up and down. Right. Everywhere. It's gonna. In fact, when you see this movie, right, you're gonna finally get some of the things I'm always saying. That's right. Yeah, you really build it up. And yeah. she's like, Justin, this came out two weeks this ago. This came out two weeks ago. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it was good. Uh, and I, I think that, um, you know, it, it definitely... And, and, I, and, and this isn't a, a, and meant in a... In, it's not intended in a negative way, but it definitely follows a formula. Even mm-hmm. the beats of the... Even the cinematography. Like, it all, like, you know, like the... There was, like, the panning sweep of the vineyards as the car drives yeah. up. And, like, so everything... And, and when I say it fits a formula, it fits a formula and it does it super well. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. There's so nothing like there's, wrong. There's good yeah. pacing, right? And so it's like, oh, and then we've, we, you know... The, the, the way they did the group call in the beginning, for instance, you know, to yes. introduce all the characters and their personalities, you know? Perfect. And uh, uh, there's one personality they didn't quite capture. So when did they capture it? When they were getting out of the car. Like, oh, so-and-so is waiting. She'll never leave anyone a stranger. And she's, like, having that funny conversation. Um, Right. So I think they did a really good job of introducing the characters. And I think that the pacing was really good. So, you know, like I said, I haven't finished it. But, I, uh, you know, because I want to watch it with my wife. But I I like it. I wouldn't stop and want to share it with my wife if I was like, yeah. You know? If it was something that you weren't enjoying. Right. If you didn't think it was funny and, you know, to show. Right. I feel the same Mm -hmm. exact way. And, um, you know, I've grown up with a lot of sisters uh, and and ladies around. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of, uh, I felt like I caught on to some of the, like, the the jokes a little bit. Just like, but not, I still didn't relate to them in a personal way. But I related to them just being like, oh, I kind of get where that's Mm -hmm. uh, coming from. Very, And I think it's, I think ladies are, I mean, I, I thought it was funny. And so I know that. A lady watching is going to really think it's funny. That's, was, that's what math tells us. That's what math tells us. People and, uh, math. Not that ladies know anything about math. <laughs> right? I mean, God. Mm-hmm. All you need to know is that I'm telling you that this is a funny yeah, that's movie. That's right. That's right. Don't, okay, now you can watch. Yeah. Dude, that is. As a, as, a, as a non sequitur, I do one day have to tell you about, or maybe even on this podcast, the guy who was um, sitting next to me when I went to see the most recent Godzilla movie. Please. Right. Just real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So. He was sitting next to her, and and this girlfriend was so very kind. Was she, it you and, and your wife? No, yeah, no, no, no. It was uh, my basically my like man boyfriend yeah. Dave, you know, uh-huh. so that I do jujitsu with, and so we went out and saw it together. And uh, I think our wives were hanging out together actually. But anyways, so, um, so Willow, <laughs> <laughs> just lay down. So, Willow's uh, an extra person on the podcast. Yeah, she's, Willow is my dog, and she she's digs a, vigorously before she lays down anywhere. And it's Terrazzo. So it is Terrazzo. So. We, she, we tell her, Justin tells her she can do anything, and she really takes it to... Yeah, she really can. I, I have no power. So, anyhow, this girl... It, this is funny for, for to me for two reasons. One, because the girl um, was on her phone the whole time, and just giving him kind of like, oh, really, kind of answers. Mm-hmm. And he was either so excited... Uh, or so desperate for me to hear how much he knew about Godzilla because he was speaking so loudly. Mm -hmm. And he was like, just throwing out the craziest, craziest facts. Like the 1960s, the 1963 interpretation of Mothra, uh, they tried this color, but the fans found it, blah, blah, blah. Dude, honestly, kudos to the guy. 
But what are the odds of running into a Godzilla nerd? Like beyond Godzilla nerd, because when when my friend Dave said, "Do you want to go see Godzilla?" I was like, "Oh yeah, like he's the guy who destroys monsters and buildings. Like let's do it." You know, yeah. I don't I don't know a lot about it. I watched it a little when I was a kid, but you know, I'm it. not a fan. So yeah, uh, it was cool. I learned. I forgot, but I kind of laughed. And anyways, the the main funny thing was that the girl just could not have been less interested, and he was just full steam ahead just loading up wow. facts and then like it, the only like truly heartwarming part was at some point during the movie I guess a theme mm-hmm. that was uh, paying homage oh. to like the original creator like back whenever the guy was wearing the suit you mm-hmm. know and he like touched his girlfriend he's like that's the song and I was like, that's oh, the song man, they played when guy. the guy suffocated yeah, to death in the filming of the original <laughs> that's movie right, that's right yeah so he was um more nerdy than I've ever been capable of being about anything. And, his, and he, his, about Godzilla. About Godzilla. And, and his girlfriend was so supportive. I think the most heartwarming thing to me about the story you just told is the fact that he had a girlfriend with him mm-hmm. sitting next to him mm-hmm. that even came along. Yeah, and was even and it was like transparently fake supportive, but that's better than nothing. He honestly. must fuck like dude, Godzilla. He, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it was a handsome dude. Really? He was a handsome dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so was, I guess she she just you can't win them all. You yeah, can't like have everything. Right. Yeah, he's great. There must. What's the catch? Yeah, he's gonna talk Godzilla. a lot about Godzilla. <laughs> that guy, that's so. the catch. Uh, that's a very um, uh, that was a good movie story. Sorry, Moving buddy. In. Hey, man, yeah, I had to had to. I like thought that was perfect. So, but if she was sitting there watching this movie, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have had her cell phone out. Right. She that's would have been right. sitting there, and they would have been uh, having a good time together because this is a very. This was a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Again, uh, just like you, I didn't watch all of it. wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it, but uh, just a time thing. And I think I got to just past the night where they... It's like the first night there, and they uh, they do ecstasy. Oh, yeah, okay. They do Somali, mm-hmm. and then they wake up the next morning, and then Jason Schwartzman's just there in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about... And a little bit after that, it was uh, where I was up until that point. I was really enjoying it. Uh, I would do the same thing if I had a wife or if I had a significant other that, I mean, I would definitely, hey, let's watch mm-hmm. this together because I can enjoy it and I know you're really going to love it. Sure. And um, so where where would you place this in, in, so in the So in the Millennial Book Club thing is, uh, I believe the, the I would just, I guess, you know, because there's watch it if it's there, but then there's there's watch it, right? There's Yeah, must watch it. It's like you, you got to recommend it. You know, I'm going to put it in that category because I feel like even if it's not your thing, I think this movie is well done and I think it's funny and I like all the actresses in it and I think that they're good writers and they're good improvisers. So I would say just put it in that category, even yeah. though for me personally, it may be in the second category, but I feel like, yeah, recommend it. You know, that is, Get it out there. You're right. I, I like the way that you, because I, I always put it very personally. Mm-hmm. I always say that, ah, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think I would recommend it to some people, but I'll put it. So I like that you, you went that direction and, and just kind of slightly double back on what you were saying about the formulaic mm-hmm. aspect of it. There's nothing wrong. I mean, every movie has to fit some kind of story arc, some kind of formula, whether it's the sure. hero's tale. Or, I mean, I'm sure if you were uh, you wrote your thesis on the hero's journey mm-hmm. in uh, um in philosophy or something. I'm right, sure you right. could pick out the hero's journey within this movie. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And so it, it, with, within every aspect of, of a story, you're going to find that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And Because um, I definitely have seen those movies or those TV, even in TV shows. We watched Russian Doll. Which I haven't seen yet, but uh, so tell me. Russian Doll I put uh, must watch. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed Russian Doll. However... 
because it's a Netflix TV show, and, and you mm-hmm. said at the beginning of the movie, they... Willer! She's scratching at the Tarazzi again. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's... They'll get over it. They probably can't even hear it, honestly. Okay. Uh, but the... At the uh, uh, at the beginning of the movie, how they were setting up all the different characters, mm-hmm. uh, you'll notice in the beginning of... And we also watched... Um, oh, my. What's that movie with... What's the show with Emma Stone and... Um, Jonah Hill? I, I don't know. It was... Also... Oh, uh, Maniac. Was yeah. what it was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maniac yeah, yeah. is I, so I again something I haven't seen. But yeah, so and you should. Maniac was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But with the sh- these, so what they did in this movie, they they have to show you the characters so upfront. Netflix is very self-aware in that they know the general tendency of these people because they have so many choices mm-hmm. and the psychology behind like choice paralysis and just like when you're just presented with so many choices, like what am I going to do? is that many, many people give these movies and these TV shows like 10 minutes, if that. And if you don't give me everything that this thing is going to be about right now, mm-hmm. I'm on to the next. There's too many things for me to choose from. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Hulu. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to go to another show on Netflix. Yeah. Show me what it's about right now and show me how and why I'm going to like it right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russian Doll did that. There was um, Bonding, which is this about this girl who was... Uh, doing bondage to get her she was like a dominatrix to get herself through school and her right, friend got right, into right. it and uh uh that was also so maniac that one i wait you did bonding as a millennial book club yes. yeah because i All think i these. watched it because of your millennial book club. why didn't you write in uh, dude because i don't have email <laughs> oh, okay yeah. oh i didn't yeah. know no i don't have email well, maybe yeah. we'll hook you up with something oh, uh, gmail's pretty is good it, is it how much does it cost Here's the thing, it's free. You're gonna yeah, what? you're gonna love it's, that. It's free. It only costs all of your privacy. <laughs> privacy that's right. <laughs> yeah. Which hey, it's Not a small bad. price to pay. Small price, yeah. So but yeah, all, if you notice at, at the first episode of all of those within the very first couple of minutes, they do that where they are introducing these characters, but they're like throwing the characters in your face. And sometimes they do it very eloquently, and sometimes they do it like kind of almost crash landing. Like they know they have to do it that way because mm-hmm. people are gonna dip out. Let's just fucking show who these people are so they stay. Right. Um, this movie did, I think it did a great job. Like you said, they fit in that fundamental thing, but they're doing it really well, and uh, it was really funny and well done. I would also put it in the, uh, for me personally, in the watch it if it's there. Or, or and uh, go watch it if you know you've got somebody you want to watch it with, or you're, sure. you're wanting a funny movie. It's really funny, mm-hmm. especially if you're a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to recommend not or not even recommend, but what is the next millennial book club? The next millennial book club, everybody is uh, that it just came out. It's about the Cambridge anal- It's that Cambridge Analytics documentary called. The Great Hack. The Great Hack. Explore how a data company named Cambridge Analytic, Analytica came to symbolize, symbolize the dark side of social media in the wake of the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how that goes, whether we love it or hate it, I think it's going to ca- be a great just... We try to stay away from political stuff for the most part. But I think we can, just because it's it's harping on something that affects all of our lives so directly as far as uh, social media and mm-hmm. being online and, and data collection, I think it's going to be a great conversation. And I think 
Uh, it'll be a fun one. So there it is, everybody. That was uh, the Millennial Book Club. If you want to say anything about wine country, uh, send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Or uh, if you watch The Great Hack and you want to uh, send something in for the next episode, you can do that. We'll always read it. We don't care how far. But even if you just watch Maniac now and you're like, I want to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Send, we'll love to talk about it. We would love to. Send it to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Welcome to Brain Drain, the latest innovation in memory storing. Last year, our leading mind scientist made a breakthrough in brain recording. This new cutting edge mind technology allows us to pull every precious memory from your mind and store it for all to enjoy when you are finally dead. Come to our state of the art facility and sign up for the marginally invasive procedure lasting no longer than the time it takes you to read your favorite Stephen King novel. Have peace of mind knowing the story of how you saved Bobby using the Heimlich at Thanksgiving in 1988 will be told every year and not forgotten with the rest of you. Your family will spend hours poring over the easy to store and share 500 tape VHS box set containing every last experience from your whole life. Visit our Toledo storefront located in the strip mall with Super Weed Mart. Brain Drain is not responsible for any information discovered by a loved one that may be unsavory. Your husband cheated on you with Mary, not us. Side effect may include feeling as if your true soul was trapped on 40,000 feet of magnetic tape. We are not liable for any other side effects yet unknown. Brain Drain, a Popco brand. Okay. All right. It's 100th episode. Here we are. Here's something I've been thinking about a lot. You know, um, we're not going to talk about politics but 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 uh, the topic of abortion made me think of this because a lot of people what they argue about I think it, about abortion a lot too yeah. yeah so it's what what people were talking <laughs> about was um you know at what point is uh the fetus like a person right, right like as a right. human at what point can you or can you not which uh, is the, the the debate right yeah and so what it made me start thinking about was artificial intelligence yeah and it made me start thinking about maybe at what point can you like not recycle this this artificial intelligence at what point is it since you're not allowed to shut it yeah down. you can't kill it and really the the thing that really shocked me i was exploring mentally is um so this isn't I, some this wasn't something that you like were reading about no uh, this is really awesome so this is your like this is yeah I, that's yeah. really really yeah okay. and so what really you heard it first what's that <laughs> said, you heard it first yeah and so but what really made me think about what I, or what i was really thinking about and kind of shocked me is that when i picture a artificial intelligence a lot of times my first thing is like an android right like irobot and it's easier to empathize and think of oh that's a person because it's in the shape of a person but what about like a server box mm-hmm. that has an artificial intelligence that's doing like you know neural networks and like machine learning and so like it is artificial intelligence, but it's just a server box in a dark room, and and it's serving a purpose and mm-hmm. it's thinking, right? And it's like there's, there, scientifically, there's no difference than what technology is in this than what technology would be in the Android, like creating this learning. So I just would like to see what you guys thought about at what point, what is consciousness? What's right. you know, and like so, and what rights would they have? Like, do they can they vote? You mm-hmm. know, like, like if you took if you took out all of all my memories and everything that is in my brain and put it into a box sure would i lose my rights would that box not be allowed to vote or uh, uh, to a, or, or have the right to a fair yeah. trial or and honestly with the with the way sex robots are going it's like can i marry it you can know what i'm I saying marry? the bottom line is <laughs> yeah. what we need to get to <laughs> yeah <laughs> can it take half my money 
How can it take half <laughs> my money? That's right. Because there's a loophole. <laughs> That's right. I, I think it's actually a spiritual argument because if okay. you think about the DNA is, is simply code. So if you have an AI, that is code as well. So our DNA is right. nothing more than code. Mm -hmm. right. So if you're talking about the consciousness of an AI and the consciousness in our brain, it's the ex exact same thing. So mm -hmm. we should have the same rights. So it comes down to if you're spiritual or not. And speaking as a Jew and the only people with souls, I will say that <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. You yeah, know, like I would, I would give, I would give an AI as much rights as I would give you guys. Sure. Right. Yeah. So you're That's not. Wait a minute. But you're not. <laughs> I'm not a gentile. <laughs> yeah. So you're not afraid. Uh, you're not afraid that they're gonna um, uh, take your jobs. You know, they will. I'm, I'm happy for them to take jobs. Yeah. Honestly, what you were talking about rights, and, and this is going to mm -hmm. sound sarcastic, but um, I would give them more rights than I would give us because we do not have a good track record. So I'd give them a chance <laughs> yeah. with a track yes. record and say, you know sure. what, actually start running our government. Start planning our cities. Sure. Yeah. I'm ready for that. And I think actually they're going to do a better job. And if they sit there and go, well, you know, you're not useful. We need to exterminate you. I was like, well, you did the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I got to go. You cranked yeah. out the numbers and yeah. it shows. Yeah. I... So are you, how do you feel, um, I think that is, so, so did you come to a, like a, a conclusion maybe of where that line is or is it just something you wanted to? So the, pro the problem with me coming to that conclusion is that I don't know enough about where it's at and, and necessarily where it's going. So my mind is like, it has this, uh, I'm, I'm like, it's like an imagination where I'm trying to figure out like, where would it stop? Where like, would it stop? You know, my imagination is something like, indistinguishable there's there is an android indistinguishable from another human and and they work in the cubicle cubicle next to me yeah. and i and i don't know and they work right? from home that son yeah. of a bitch they're so <laughs> good but you know the and and so they they work next to me and they're indistinguishable and it's like how would i be able how would i be able to know that their process kind of what pat said their processes that they're they're forming what what i only can call thought yeah right but but it's so hard for me to wrap my head around like that it is thought but because yeah. because I don't even understand necessarily my thought like I know that my brain is all a whole bunch of electricity right you know and so like there are and so juice. many things I think it's electricity and juice electricity and, and juice yeah. the Snoop Dogg song right yeah. <laughs> so it's like I I understand so little about all of this that I pretty much like fantasize and romanticize about all this I guess yeah, what yeah. I really came down to is that I don't know if if I would give them the same ex the same rights as a, a human born, but I started thinking about like Ooh. it would be pretty shitty to kill them. You're right. already on the wrong side of Test history. Him. We're not even there yet. We're not there <laughs> yet. He's yeah. choosing sides, yeah. and, he, yeah. and he hasn't even yeah. seen the I stats. Mean, I I will personally bow to our right. or android overlords if they do take over. But what I'm thinking is that like do you know? I feel like it would be pretty shitty to kill them yeah, if they yeah. know that they're alive and of they course. know that they're dying. So do you, is that where the uh, is that where you draw the line when when the AI has some means to convey the idea to us that it is alive and sentient? It recognized that it exists. That it exists. It recognized that it, it was right. created, and it and and then at that point I so would feel that, badly right. about it to feel harm. And then at that so, point I would probably have to even change my views about what rights it gets because I'd be like, oh shit. Is that but it, it, so? Would you say that's the point when it should acquire rights? Um, Whatever the rights are, I, I wouldn't. But actually, but just really quickly, not to, yeah. to belay your point there. But um, uh, are you familiar with the Turing test? Yes. Uh, yeah. Turing did. Yeah. Um, yeah. The there. If it. Do you think that's sufficient? If they pass the Turing test, they're therefore alive because that's that, that, doesn't that doesn't show sentience. That's that's hard. Self I, I, yeah, I have literally hard. taken that test and yeah. failed it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. Well, yeah. we all know you're yeah. just well. an. Uh, 
an Android. I was gonna. I, could, I got an Android. I'm not alive. A cup of electricity. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's electricity uh, and oil. I believe is what <laughs> Pat's getting down on. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's hard, right? It's it's going to as soon as AI uh, starts to become completely autonomous, because right now it's not. It takes a lot of maintenance, right? That sure. The programmers have to go into it. I think they're going to instantly have a culture. And I think it's the culture that we all of a sudden, and that's that's our sentimentality of it, is what's going to make yeah. it hard to destroy it. Yeah. Once they start doing things that we go, that's unique. That's not how we do it. Uh-huh. But yet we still understand it. Right. I think is what is going to create okay. this this thing. And I actually, I mean, I like I said, I would give them more rights because I would feel safer with. You would an feel AI. safer by just. Oh, because because it's calculated. Man, because you know that every decision it's made is not weighed with any kind of emotion right. or if, any kind of. If you can show me your ma- the math, which they'll always be able to do, yeah. I'm all right. The math, yeah, man. Yeah. He is the yeah. physics guy. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Junior physics champ yeah. of 2000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know that in I can't remember which country it was, but are you familiar with that Android? That is a. Uh, it's like the. It's like a lady. I can't remember what her name is. Oh yes. yeah, is yes. a citizen. Is that? Yeah, accurate? she became yeah. a citizen of some yeah. company. She's the first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first. Oh, Finland. Yeah. Uh, you know what? First artificial intelligence. I have to backtrack. I, I, I know that. I know that was a while ago. I think that 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 might have sparked Been some of this. Some yeah, thought. I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think that they, that be, that city. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, uh, I I don't remember her name though. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So are you leaning more towards, or do you have uh, a feeling, what's your percentage-wise for death and destruction or better for everybody? When AI. When AI the is... The cure? Yes. Um, I, do, I think either way it's going to be the cure. I think that um, if you... If yeah, you, if, the, end goal, the end result if, will if be If we're talking cure, about the planet, and if you're going to buy into human nature destroying itself, then the only thing we can leave behind is AI. Right. So I think it's not only a good thing. I think it's okay. not only, yeah, like a cure. I think it's actually vital that we actually create a life that mm-hmm. can surpass us and actually carry on because they're going to be endowed with our culture and our traditions and our thought process. I don't know how long they'll evolve. But it's all going to be Kim Kardashian big ass culture. That's, that's how we're, that's yeah. that's what we're pumping it yeah. full of right exactly. now. Exactly. Here's something that, uh, there, there's two things. First, I just want to say that her name is Sophia. Yes. And when I Googled Android Citizen, there are two links that came up. The first news story is Sophia the world's first Android citizen says she wants to have a baby. Oh, All shit. All right, so that's weird. That, that, you know, that, so that's... we got to give them both rights? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Now, when does her baby have rights? Can she and, abort her baby? Right, right. And yeah. so is she <laughs> going to build her baby, you know? Well, that's the Jeez. thing is because she's going to be uh, an endangered species if she's the only download. one. Right, so right. how could we oh, abort man. her child? So, I, think yeah, they, exactly. I think she downloads them. I think <laughs> So, but here's number two. This is what I love is that was November 27, 2017. And then the next link is from June 1st, 2018. It says... Nine months later. Yeah. Agony of Sophia, the world's first robot citizen condemned to a lifeless career in marketing. So that <laughs> hey. she realized she can't have a baby, which is a which is kind of a burn on Pat oh, because yeah. he has had some background in that. But yeah. you know, no, absolutely, it helps to be lifeless. Yeah, yeah in marketing. Really, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, why care about <laughs> why care? what you're doing? That's our motto. Welcome to the company, <laughs> yeah. son. Why absolutely. care? Yeah. Monster Burger. Come in today and try the all-new Monstrosity Burger. Two all-white meat chicken breasts, ham spirals, Alaskan cod filet, three all-beef burger patties, and a pork chop. With white cheddar, white American, and feta, all on a Kaiser roll. The only full family meal for one on a bun. Now try it with bacon. Get a Monstrosity Burger, a fry sack, 
and a large drum of Gullet Blaster, all for only $5.99 at Monster Burger. Um, actually, this is this is a little bit off topic. Well, I mean, actually, it's related. I've actually met two cyborgs. I don't know if you know the two Swedish cyborgs. You've that, met that them? In this planet. Yeah, it was a place called. It was a. a but it wasn't a Sophia. A show. It wasn't Sophia because she's. This, these are humans that have adapted uh, cybernetic. Oh, uh, that's parts. cyborg. You're right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, and, cyborg, um, yes. and I believe they were from Sweden or Finland. I, all the Norway. That's all. It's Scandi. Uh, Scandi. Right. Yeah. Mm. And um, it was a place. Scandi It was, it was, uh, I think it was they a show it. called Generator. <laughs> that um, this this amazing guy, um, this astronaut, Canadian astronaut. Um, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, uh, he, he's, he's not listening. So, <laughs> the, uh, uh, and uh, he ran the show, and he was trying to just you know push things forward, give new ideas. And uh, the, the 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 male of this counterpart, they were a husband and wife combo, has a camera that's connected directly into his uh, spine. Yeah. And he can sense he's colorblind, but he senses now colors through this uh, camera. And it makes up, and because when I got to talk to him, I was like, it makes up only about eight percent of his anatomy, but he considers himself mostly like he he identifies with being right. a cyborg and being a part yeah. from it. And I think that is very human. You know, yeah. like, and I think that's what the AI is going to do too. They're going to focus it's going to yeah. be a mix. Yeah. It'll be a it'll be a slow integration or a fast one. It'll be I know whether it's a slow or a fast integration, it'll be a willing integration. Absolutely. Uh, there will be no pushback. It'll be everyone standing in line for the new iPhone. It'll be everyone standing in line for the new, like, remember in Futurama, Futurama actual yeah, iPhone yeah, yeah, they yeah, inject yeah. it into your eye? Because they're, yeah. they're conditioning us for inadequacy. If you don't have an iPhone, then you're inadequate. Yeah. So, therefore, if you don't have Google directly I don't think they brand, had to actively condition us to do that. We just, yeah. it's just, it's just human nature yeah, for us maybe, to feel maybe you. Push, maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, here's something I, that I'd like to also ask uh, your two opinions on, being, like, my background with, you know, environmental sciences and things. Would the AI be more prone to protect the environment and see value in it? Or do you think that they may say like, oh, we don't need any of this because we don't need oxygen, but we definitely need solar power. Like, level it, let's get some let's energy. Just, get, just make it like, just a, how a do dry, you think, arid rock. How do you think that they're going to perceive this? Because if they don't perceive value in us, we or maybe they don't perceive value in, in wildlife, let's say, then they wouldn't really perceive value in keeping I think these ecosystems, see the, the, right? I mean, the system is what I think they'll see value in. Uh-huh. Are there, I mean, would I, I've never actually thought on that question itself. Like, would they just level everything? Because the idea is, are they, they're they just going to level humans, but why would they stop there? Uh, because everyone, humans, have this very self-deprecating idea that we are a, a mold on the world, which we are in a lot of ways. We're just overgrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to, we're not living in harmony any longer. And I think that's hopefully what the AI is going to see is that our, we're, if there's going to be a, uh, quote unquote culling, whether it's the Illuminati or the AI Illuminati, mm-hmm. but that's like what everyone kind of or, or generally thinks the Terminator version is going to level all humans. I personally think that there is a better chance that AI is going to actively uh, make everyone in the entire world's life so good that the birth rates drop, and then over the course of like 40, 50 years, the uh, the whole entire population just starts becoming halved every Man. generation. Yeah. Because AI is timeless. They're not mm-hmm. going to be affected. They're not going to be restricted by days, weeks, years. Mm-hmm. So and, and they'll be able to play us like a fiddle. Because right. They'll be able to convince us not to do what's in our best interest. It's going to get to a point where we're going to be like the Native Americans that have a token culture that they're keeping alive, that they give us like one seat in the Senate. And yeah. we think like we're still a part. Well, my yeah. vote counts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. While they're taking over it. But we're, we're all talking be, shit about me and binary. We're going to be complicit <laughs> because as soon as we start to fight, they're going to give us exactly what we need to know because they've been following every step since our birth. And right. they, they're going to know exactly who we are. We're mm-hmm. in complex. 
Right, and they do know, and they know that if they try to uh, take over, because every one of those movies, Terminator, yeah. or that's the only one I can think of, but every every story, we yeah. end up winning. Yeah. I mean, there's very, there's very, very, I know, we that's wrote it. Yeah. Uh, so they know all our tricks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making those movies. Yes. <laughs> Stop, quit telling them. But I mean, I would... Uh, I think. Would you join the resistance? If, if so, let's say if this is what, uh, what we're talking about, this kind of which I, they call it dystopian, but I, I disagree. Um, if they, if you found out that the the tide was turning and there's going to be like the the, the first uh, breaking news that says there are now more AIs than non AIs, right. whatever they call it, sentience or whatever, um, will you join a resistance against it, or would you be just because there's more of them than me doesn't make me want to? No, that's exactly what it retaliate. <laughs> There's a lot more Indians in India than me and Chinese than me, and I don't want to retaliate against them. Well, they're also a lot not... more ants, too. <laughs> <laughs> so but you're saying it, it's going to be the sheer, yeah. The sheer number doesn't. I think it's when there becomes some kind of death happening. When there's actual, because in my, in my idea, we, they just, everyone becomes first world, in which case uh, it's known that, you know, in Japan, uh, Italy, France, all these places that are, are like uh, first world nations, mm -hmm. when you get to that place, your birth rates drop drastically. And then over time, your uh, your population becomes very top heavy. It's just, you know, people wait longer to have kids because they're in better places and, and they're not on farms and all this kind of shit. And so I think... Well, I'm just thinking, what condescending job do you think they would give us in that world? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're doing so well. Right, it's really right. vital we'd that be, you're driving that be, forklift. We would be greeters at their... Like at the, yeah, we would yeah, greet yeah, them, yeah. yeah. We would greet hey, them. Hey, don't, don't stare at the yeah. human. Yeah. Beep, bop, boop, yeah, don't yeah. stare. It's, it's going to be... They're going to have to say under their breath all the time. Like, and they're like, hey, here's where this aisle is. And they're like, I know. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Everything we say to them yeah. is, I know. Welcome Here's to thing, Bob Mart. Mommy, yeah. look at him. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I personally, I would not join the resistance because I wouldn't have to because look what I can do. Oh, shit. So I'm hinging my elbow back and forth. I look as though I'm he, moving robotically. He is so a robot. I... I think you're right. I think that's, yeah. that's the new captcha. Yeah. This is going to be this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah exactly. <laughs> can you do the? Yeah. yeah. Can you dance? Oh man, captchas could get so complicated or less complicated. No, it would get more like it would really have to be a giant <laughs> math. <laughs> and, and emotional. It have to be an emotional. Uh, like your your friend just uh, hit on your girlfriend. How do you feel? Well, there are many I, feelings. Yeah. Oh no. Yes. If, yeah. if you don't respond in violence, then yeah, you're yeah. gonna fail it. Yeah. If you don't respond <laughs> logically, I like it. That is. Uh, that is, I guess, how exactly how it would be. So, <laughs> one of the things <laughs> we solved it. We, oh, we guessed it. Yeah. One one last thing, or you know, that I it would be really interesting is like um, the potential innovations that they could bring. You know, like I, I wonder, like if an, if if AI uh, is learning constantly mm. and watching our mistakes and like there could, is some you know, arguing uh, arguing that there is already AI running in a lot of different ways and functioning. And there's uh, like, have you heard? Are you familiar with um, the hedge fund group called? Uh, Oh shit! It's called Bilderberg. Not Bilderberg. Uh, it's it's called oh, shit. It's called Renaissance, and Renaissance is oh, yeah. a hedge. Oh, yeah, of course, is a hedge fund uh, consisting, I believe, of like sixty people, almost I think, and only like ten of which are actual uh, like brokers or people that work in finance. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest are engineers and physicists and uh, just scientists in general. 
computer uh, and um, like computer engineers, that kind of thing. And they arguably have one of, and this is the the word, the idea that they have one of the most advanced AIs in like human existence. Okay. And like when they only keep that pe- like sixty people, like if, if one of the people leaves, another one comes in, and I think they all have like non disclosure uh, agreements and stuff like that. But it's a really, really crazy. It's like it's able to predict movements in the stock market mm-hmm. for certain things so much to the point that other hedge funds monitor it. So when it makes a big move, they jump on top of it because they it's just so accurate with what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they I can't remember some of the examples of the, some of the things that it, w- it would monitor, but it's like they're able to tell what a certain stock is going to do based on like like grapes and how the grapes grew somewhere. Yeah. Just really yeah. weird, crazy yeah. fucking shit. Like absolutely. Yeah, and I just pulled that one out of my ass. But it is it is that out, out, outlandish. Well, if it's, if it's quantum computing, there then it could actually be predicting the future. Yeah. If, you, if you think about mm-hmm. what actually cause and effect and, and the causality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it would actually be able to predict anything. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. They I think there was the 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 goal would be able to if you had a river had a, a simulation of a river be able to predict the movement of every single molecule within that river and predict where like the molecule that that is shit they're gonna beat us i can't do that <laughs> i can't do that man well it's like so i need a lot of paper in, in that show silicon valley there's a bit where this um the uh there's a a a, um, a vc and the this particular company they're worried that they they're they may be going out of business they're, or not going out of business but losing a branch and this guy has to come up with like 10 million dollars mm-hmm. they start doing research and as he th- this guy is supposed to be you know like savant level intelligence and so as like he, pat like pat and so um as he's driving to work, he passes a number of Burger Kings, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, you know, butcher this to make it short, because yeah. you know. And so he drives past, has a couple Burger Kings. He gets in, and he's asking everybody's office, like, "Have you eaten at a Burger King?" And you can tell he's like never been to one, and they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Is it favorable?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's it's okay, it's good." And he's like, "Okay." And he gets his assistant to go, and he's like, "Order one thing." from their whole menu, like one of each, basically. Yeah. And he has it all laid out. He's not eating anything. He's laid it all on his desk, and he's looking, and, and he's like, 80% of these sandwiches contain sesame seeds on their buns. Right. And then he starts doing research about where do sesame seeds grow. And then he starts doing research on climates, and then he starts projecting like what the, how, like what the, you know, uh, the climate is changing in these areas. And so he invests in land to grow that's like a higher latitude to grow sesame seeds because in 10 years they won't grow as well in this other area and he's like I just made our 10 million dollars and obviously like it's a that easy right, right, right. I'm done but anyways it was fascinating <laughs> point is is I understand yeah. what that AI is doing it's looking and saying like all of these cause and effect relationships if we invest in this mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it will make money has so. he invested in poppy seeds no. I've got an idea but I don't want to give it away on the podcast <laughs> I'll hold this one tight to the chest. <laughs> uh, I think that is so. So hands raised for it's all over. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's four no. hands. There's four hands. There's four hands. The fourth one was the computer. Yeah. All right. Giving him rights already. May I press space bar on you, computer? You have to ask their permission. It's. Oh <laughs> man, that's where it's gonna get. Yeah, you have to. Yeah.
in. Just like the the first 99, they just uh, slip slip on by. Mm -hmm. They just go. It's just in the in. That's it. It's out. It's out into the waves now, Pat. I can't believe that the 100-hour, 100 100-episode 100 bonanza is already over. I know. You know. We've been recording for 100 hours yep. as a as a homage mm -hmm. to F100. Now, let me ask you this: What did you guys learn? I learned that I'm on the wrong side of history when it comes to AI. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, you you want to be a, a sympathizer now, mm -hmm. so that when the history books come out, you look good. Yeah. Yeah. What about what about you, Pat? I didn't think I learned anything, but I like to think I taught a bubble. <laughs> yeah, you taught everybody. Everyone can thank Pat for being here. Yeah. And he taught us. He taught us more about love, life, and sexual encounters than you know I've learned in the first 100 episodes. That's true. Yeah. Let's see. I learned that an all-female version of Grown Ups, like Wine Country. Right. It's actually really awesome. It's not bad. It's not I bad. yeah. I did learn that you know I'm still not sure if uh, middle age is appropriate. Yeah, I don't think we can call it. See, have you are you familiar with the movie Wine Country? Um, it's like Amy Poehler. I, and I saw Perry. it on Netflix. They they made me watch a preview of it when my battery dies. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they yeah. get them. As soon as it releases, we're gonna time it out when his battery dies. That's AI at work, buddy. So yeah, yeah I know it's something about uh, a bus and people's heads being out of a bus. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. So it's basically Wild Hogs, but the women version. Wild Hogs? I thought yeah. it was Old Dogs. Old Is dogs. that a different movie? I think it's two different movies. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I think it's Wild Dogs. Mm -hmm. Wild Dogs. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Which, I, yeah. Has there ever been a hundred-person chorus? You just talked about music, and it's the theme's a hundred. I'm saying, would that be too many voices in sync? I mean, Are you asking an actual question? Yeah, have you I ever been to a Catholic mass? No. no. Have you? Yeah. Really? I've been, more, I've been to more Catholic mass than I've been to a, <laughs> than a synagogue. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a hundred people If there's a hundred people. How many people? If there's a hundred people. to 20? If there's a hundred, they're singing to, to the Lord. Oh. They're singing to Mother Mary. Gotcha. And get on your knees, get back up and get on your knees that's, and sing. That's Baptist church. Oh, right? I'm sorry. I've been there too. Southern, I yeah. get them mixed up. I get them mixed There's up. There's a hundred people singing at you. Well, the thing is, everyone sings. It's what the Catholic, so it's like a perfect, it's the, it, they got it down to a, a science. You go there, it's, it's pretty much like a stand up, sit down. Uh, there's like these specific chants or specific songs. Yeah. And everyone, so if you got a hundred people in the church, everyone's singing it. Everyone sings. Everybody. Everybody. Oh. And it sounds, uh, doesn't sound holy when it when it got so many people singing without like really putting their heart into it. It okay. sounds just like kind of a hundred half-hearted. Half-hearted no, sounds honestly. Yeah, if you yeah. listen to the voice as a whole that it creates, it honestly kind of yeah. sounds demonic. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I just uh, not. If you're Catholic, I uh, yeah, I'm whatever. not saying you're demonic. Yeah. It's not what I'm saying. This is not how you wrap the hundredth episode. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> dig me out of this hole. Well, what do you? Anything else? Any, anything else you guys learn on uh, episode one? I learned that doing 100 of something isn't as hard as everyone thinks. Uh, I learned yeah. that if, you, if, you, if a name slips your recall, if you look it up on the internet and uh, pause a podcast, when you come back, you're really not any better. No. <laughs> nope. It's still shit. You might as well just let it run, right? Oh, I know what I learned. What'd I learn? learned that Van Gogh was heavily influenced by Japanese art. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a that's story. a Pat teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you could, Thanks again, Pat. Uh, yeah, thank again for teaching us and and 
gracing you us. You might find experts that disagree, but I mean... They're an ex what is an expert? I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, guys, if you uh, want to write in to any... Uh, on, about any of this, you want to write in on the Millennial Book Club. We're watching The Great Hack for this Millennial Book Club. And uh, you can send all your reviews and everything to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll read your reviews for the Millennial Book Club segment, all kind of stuff. Are you wondering what the Millennial Book Club segment is? No, I just I keep wanting to do a sound effect. We go road someone like... We like, do have a sound effect. Oh, gotcha. Okay, but yeah. yeah uh, I can do it. I'm like Michael Winslow. Do it again. Do, uh, uh, welcome to Road Soda. <laughs> just, oh my god. I thought there was a... I got a little thirsty. I salivated a little yeah. bit for a Road Soda. Check that out, guys. Uh, and, as always, please go to bed fucking early. Just try just it. Try it out for like three days. Go to bed early. It'll change your fucking life. It's for the worse. For the best. Oh really? man, for I the forget. Best. Yeah. Do you wake up early as well? No. Just just like. sleep as much as you nice. can. Nice. Nine, ten hours if you can. I I'm, I I shit you not. All this. I sleep six hours a day because I got I got six jobs. I don't get tired. That kind of thing. Yeah. Nah, yeah. man. Tired. Sleep nine hours. Nine. And you are tired. <laughs> Liar. <laughs>